This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bespoke Post and Feels. We live in a society. Oh, is the Joker here? <laughs> He's always here. <laughs> and lately on this show, we've gotten caught up in some of the more serious and or terrifying aspects of living in a society. Whether that's this year's U.S. election or the COVID-19 virus getting more and more people sick all across the world. And we will get to all that in a bit. But let's start things off with some of this show's old school bread and butter. Poo-poo and pee-pee. Oh, great. That's our bread and butter. Yeah. Now, first, the pee-pee. Now, if you're like us, you enjoy a fine alcoholic beverage from time to time, whether in the comfort of home or out at a bar or restaurant. The problem is, however you do the math, that adds up to a lot of money in the long run. After 15 years of drinking, it's kind of depressing to think about how, I don't know, if you just had not drank at all, you'd be able to afford a, a new car or have paid off those student loans. Of course, you could always save some money by brewing your own beer, but that obviously takes a lot of a lot of work and a lot of time. And even if you get it right a little bit, it's still it's not going to be the best. Yeah. You got to do it a couple of times to get your bearings straight. Mm-hmm. But as we've talked about previously, some people's bodies, you know, they brew alcohol for them for free. It's called auto brewery syndrome uh, because their digestive system essentially does exactly what a brewery does. Everything that they eat gets turned into ethanol thanks to an imbalance in their gut fungi. So they're basically drunk all the time. Wow. Well, it sounds great for like, I don't know, five seconds until you really actually think about it. Mm -hmm. People with auto-brewery syndrome are pretty much constantly cognitively impaired and often go years not even realizing that they have this issue until they get like a DUI when they think they're completely sober. Uh, It's got to be a hell of a relief once it's dealt with, though. Kind of like when Homer Simpson got that crayon dislodged from his brain and became a genius. Then he shoved it right back. Yeah, well. That's the problem. You you get rid of the the bad fungi, then you get the shakes, and you're like, no, put it back in. Put it back in. I liked being drunk all the time. I liked being drunk. I was happier. (laughs) Yeah. This is way way more stressful now Uh that I'm not drunk 24-7. How do normal people deal with this? Anyways, much like having a secret crayon inside of your skull, auto-brewery syndrome is extremely rare. But there is a newly discovered variant of autobrewery syndrome that's even more rare. It's called urinary autobrewery syndrome. And yeah, urinary autobrewery syndrome is exactly what it sounds like. You piss booze. Mm. Sounds like a dream come true. Just get in the shower, give yourself... That's the ultimate shower beer. The golden shower (laughs) beer. Uh, Unlike normal ABS, where you're shit-faced constantly, urinary ABS doesn't get you drunk. Uh, You could just... Piss in a bucket and save that bitter homebrew for when you actually want it. It's even better. Yeah. Take that in, Bev. They got you. Uh, We've covered piss drinkers on this show before and how stupid they are, but this is actually a great reason to do it. Okay. Not quite. As fun as it might be uh, or as might sound like it is to get drunk uh, for free on your own urine, this is actually a pretty shitty situation for the first ever person documented to be experiencing it. Yeah, so the unnamed 61-year-old woman at the center of this story is diabetic, which already not something you'd want. Secondly, the doctors only uncovered her boozy piss problem when she applied for a liver transplant due to cirrhosis and was denied because all of her urine tests indicated that she was a full-blown alcoholic who is probably shit-faced right now. Mm -hmm. She doesn't actually drink, though, so this must have been a frustrating accusation to have leveled at her. Oh, and the the drunk (laughs) thinks I'm a liar? Yeah. Oh, and that's rich. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. But uh, luckily, doctors at the University of Pittsburgh were willing to look into this further. I mean, they still also initially thought she was just lying about her alcoholism. But That's got to be so annoying. Like, yeah. like, if you didn't know you had the gut syndrome and you got pulled over, and you're like, no, I don't drink. Okay. All right, buddy. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, as summarized in Canada's global news, quote, 
Initially, our encounters were similar, leading our clinicians to believe that she was hiding an alcohol use disorder, researchers at the school wrote. However, urine and blood tests revealed that the woman couldn't have been slamming back booze on the side. Urine tests found plenty of ethanol, but none of the chemical markers left behind when the body metabolizes alcohol, the paper said. Doctors found no trace of ethanol in her blood. There was also something weird about the bottles of urine they collected. The longer those bottles sat in the lab, the more alcohol doctors found in later tests. Researchers suspect yeast in the woman's bladder was essentially gobbling up the sugar in her urine and spitting out ethanol. That process, known as fermentation, is commonly used to brew beer. Yeast and sugars in her urine also caused the lab samples to continue fermenting outside of her body, the paper said. Yeah, so, I mean, not just pissing in your mouth in the shower. That's, you know, if you want a light beer. That's getting it from the draft. Yeah, but if you want an IPA, you put that shit in a jug, you, mm-hmm. you let it sit for a little while, and it gets a little stronger, a little hoppier. Now, these clinicians, how do they say it tasted? I don't know. They didn't say, and uh, I feel like they're really leaving out the most important part here. At least a smell test. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, that's uh, that's a brown lager. It's been sitting very, very, very long. Yes. Oh, yes, that's more of a pale ale there. Oh, a Kolsch, delicious. Mm. Nice summer day. Yeah. And it's great, yeah, the, the type of fungi, the yeast, is literally the same, like, species that you would use to brew beer. The human body is a machine. A walking brewery, this yeah. one is. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like they were able to actually fix this for this lady. Uh, doctors tried to kill the yeast in the woman's bladder with antifungals, but I guess it didn't take... That was unsuccessful. Too strong. Uh, she did at least get put back on the, the liver transplant list, though, because uh, they were denying it. They're like, we don't give free livers to alcoholics. She's back on the list now, so that's nice. Yeah. But yes, there is an unnamed 61-year-old woman in Pittsburgh currently pissing booze every time she goes to the bathroom. And there are likely a few more cases out there waiting to be discovered. Could you be one of them? There's only one way to find out. Drink up. She's going to be a big hit. Uh, this year's Steelers games. <laughs> you boys, these prices? You boys like fifteen dollars. Get down there and open your mouths. No. Yeah. Anyways, we've got poo-poo news in addition to that pee-pee news. Years ago on our old channel, we talked about a strange new medical breakthrough. Fecal microbiota transfer, better known as poop transplants. Uh, South Park covered this on their latest season. Oh, did that? You'd love it. The spice melange. Uh, The idea is that a lot of digestive health problems stem from your gut microflora being all out of whack. And a real simple way to fix that is to take the feces of someone whose digestive system is perfectly healthy and jam that feces up your own butt. Literally, the South Park episode is everyone trying to get Tom Brady's stool samples. Uh, It's it's a really good episode. Apparently, it is quite effective, but since it's still a relatively new treatment, it's only really used in extreme cases where every other treatment has failed. Yeah, it's a last resort. Mm -hmm. But it should come as no surprise that according to a new study published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology, DIY FMT, a.k.a. do-it-yourself fecal transplants, has become quite popular on the Internet. According to the article's summary page, quote, 84 respondents completed the survey between January 2018 and February 2019. The majority were female, 71%, and white, 92%. Most, 80%, reported performing FMT on themselves. 87% used internet resources to assist in the process, and 92% knew their stool donor. Inflammatory bowel disease, 35%, and irritable bowel syndrome, 29%, were the two most common conditions that respondents attempted to treat. Only 12% reported adverse effects, whereas 82% reported improvement in their condition. Well, there you go. White women, are they are transplanting each other's feces. Am I right? Is it so crazy? White women. And that's... White women are transplanting literally their friends' feces. You like, need 
you absolutely need to watch that South Park episode after this because that's the whole the whole episode is all of the uh, moms in the town are all doing this. I believe it now. <laughs> yeah, they're calling each other up. Hey, how are you still? Well, they get lately? jealous of each other. They're like, how does how has she got so much pep in her step? Yeah. How has she got so much energy? Rock hard stools, mm-hmm. big long brown ones. Anyways, an article on the website Insider spoke to one of the study's authors and looked uh, into the topic more. And yeah. Your first guess is correct. There are Facebook groups dedicated to this. Of course. There's also subreddits. And uh, best of all, there's handy instructional videos on YouTube to guide you through your DIY at-home shit transplant. Here's a YouTube video by a guy who claims FMT cured his ulcerative colitis. It's been up since June 2013, and it has over 125,000 views. And in it, he carefully uh, shows the whole process using a frozen chocolate banana as a stand-in for the real thing. Perfect. He had to get the color right, too. Yeah. And then you can always use the banana for scale, as yeah. everyone knows. Yeah. You put the uh, turd in a blender, you blend it with some water and salt, and then you lay down on some trash bags and basically just use a turkey baster to shoot it up your beehole. Why haven't you seen the episode? This is exactly what happens. Because I'm an adult. <laughs> but of course, Facebook groups, those are the ultimate destinations for all sorts of DIY medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, from this Insider article, quote, One Facebook group with more than 4,000 members, many of whom have done FMT at home and plenty of others who've undergone it in medical settings for C. diff or as part of a clinical trial, has a handful of new posts a day, each of which typically draw dozens, sometimes hundreds of replies. In addition to sharing FMT-related research and articles, members seek donor referrals, quote, this donor in Europe has perfect blood tests, healthy habits, and hasn't used antibiotics, close quote, boast their successes, quote, I haven't felt this good in decades, close quote, (laughs) beg for validation that FMT is right for them or their children, quote, please tell me a success story of treating autism with FMT. Oh, the perfect crossover. And commiserate over side effects, quote, has anyone else had terrible gas? (laughs) You know, I love my own smell, but once I started doing the fecal transplants and I was smelling other people's farts, disgusting. That's what they don't tell you. You get used to a certain, uh, you know. I love my own flavor. Yeah. But someone else's? Now that flavor is no longer yours. Mm Mm-mm. Now, unlike other Facebook health quackery that we've talked about, like drinking urine or bleach, FMT is actually based in reality. Uh, It's also something you'd probably want handled by doctors. But for now, that's not possible for most people. It's actually a really sad situation. As you're all aware, most people in the U.S. can't even afford the series of doctor visits that it would take to properly diagnose their digestive problems and get a referral for a legit fecal transplant. Now, there's plenty of pseudoscience back there, like people who think this will cure their kids' autism. Uh, big crossover. Love the big crossover on Facebook with autism yeah. and fecal transplants. Uh, or the people clearly experiencing the placebo effect. Yeah. I've never felt better in my life. Uh, that's a, well. That's because they're uh, expanding their horizons sexually by putting a turkey baster up their ass. Yeah. Like what? You know, never had so much of a pep in my step since I started dildoing my ass with a turkey baster. Yeah. yeah. But mainly, it seems like it's mostly just people who have lived with bowel issues their entire lives who are excited about a potential solution that won't bankrupt them. Yeah. It's it's desperation and it's sad. Yeah. It's inspiring hope. Yeah. <laughs> hope. Hope through poop. Mm-hmm. But it's still a very bad idea. I mean, a guy last year who had a fecal transplant the right way under the supervision of actual medical professionals still got killed in the process thanks to an accidental E. coli infection that he got from the donor poop. It's a new process where plenty of things can go wrong, and that's why it's still being only used as a last resort, specifically for C. diff colitis, which can be fatal without treatment. So, bottom line, as tempting as it might be to shove another person's poop up your own butthole, 
We all want it, guys, but it's not a great idea unless done under medical supervision, and even then, it's risky. But uh, you know, hopefully, that changes in the coming years as scientists refine the fecal transplant process. And you know, it'll be just like going to get a pedicure. Yeah. Like, oh, while you're down there, hook me up to the machine. Yeah. Oh, I feel great. Yeah. Never Ooh. felt better. Time to go. And to my work. autism is gone. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, anyways, now that we've covered pee and poop, let's check in on a recent ongoing story that we've been covering. Penis man. Penis man. The city of Tempe, Arizona was plagued in December and January by spray paint tags saying penis man. And about a month ago, a local man named Dustin Schomer was arrested after being observed tagging penis man all over town. But while Schomer admitted to the taggings he was seen committing, he insisted that he was not, in fact, the original penis man. And now police have confirmed to the Phoenix New Times that Schomer was not the only penis man. As we explained yeah, last time. We are legion. <laughs> yeah, they are a collective yeah. with a Facebook group that you wouldn't believe. And they're all shoving mm-hmm. shit up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> in the newspaper, they also spoke to Schomer in person to get his side of the story. Let's read a bit. He got the idea for Penis Man from an old high school friend at a bar in Tempe, he explained. That individual, who may be the original Penis Man, Schomer said, quote, coerced him, end quote, into doing the tags by making him think it was for a good cause. Quote, I thought it was a leftist political statement. It's really all bullshit. He said, when he began talking to the police about the man's involvement, the man's ex-girlfriend showed up at Shomer's home and tried to plant drugs on him, <laughs> Shomer said. Shomer's neighbor's car also mysteriously disappeared after the arrest, then showed up a couple of days later. Quote, people from my childhood are trying to kill me, Shomer said. Shomer wonders whether the city or various politicians are behind Penis Man. He's been calling Tempe police and the FBI to get them to listen, but they don't seem to care about the greater issues, he said. He told New Times he's getting help for mental health issues, but that services in the Valley are terrible. All right, well, that's kind of depressing, actually. Dustin Shomer, he faces up to 24 years in prison, all told, though it's unlikely he'll face anything nearly that serious considering he has no other major convictions on his record. This is the Maricopa County uh, law enforcement world that we're talking about, though. You you would hope that uh, graffiti wouldn't put you behind bars Uh, for They they had literal concentration camps back when Joe Arpaio was in charge for even the most minor of crimes, so I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, In any case, uh, there have been continued sightings of penis man graffiti throughout the greater Phoenix area, even after Shomer's arrest, and and possibly even in other cities. Because penis man, as we said before, not a person, an idea. A movement. And you can't kill an idea. Yeah. Just more and more going to pop up. Sorry, folks. Penis man is out of the bag. All these penis man graffiti taggings, they're going to keep showing up until Shomer is free of those charges. Yeah. Good. In another update to a recurring story on this show, earlier this week, Jacob Wall did end up appearing in court after previously getting his arraignment postponed three separate times, uh, though it still just consisted of him pleading not guilty to the felony charges that he's facing for allegedly selling false securities. But he did actually end up in court, so that's... That's Mm -hmm. good step one. Now, the next step is a felony settlement conference scheduled for April 21st, where the lawyers are all going to try to reach some sort of -of out-of-court resolution. But if that doesn't happen, and we highly doubt it will, Jacob Wall will eventually head to trial, and then eventually, possibly, federal prison. Uh, Also, he and Jack Berkman held another one of their stupid press conferences on Thursday at CPAC, or rather outside of CPAC, because they're both banned. It was about the Roger Stone trial or something. They had, like, sealed documents that they unsealed. And yeah. who knows if those documents are real this or is all what's going on. all quite boring. Uh, yeah. All, like all their political operations nowadays, it's really not actually worth looking into. 
because they feed off of that attention. Yeah. And it's probably almost 100% bullshit anyway. Uh, I would put it at a full 100%. Mm. Bullshit. Unfortunately, though, a political operation that we cannot simply ignore is the way the U.S. government is dealing with the coronavirus. <clears throat> Spoiler, it's not great. No. Or at least not looking great. So Vice President Mike Pence, has, he's the man who's been put in charge of the whole thing. The Corona Czar. Yeah, which seems like maybe not a great idea, considering Pence's track record with deadly disease outbreaks. He also says smoking isn't bad for you. Did he? What? Yes. That is a, that is a real thing that happened. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was talking specifically about how in 2015, while Pence was governor of Indiana, one Indiana county had more people get infected with HIV from dirty needles than um, all of New York City in that same period of time. Now, this was thanks to Pence's insistence on not having a clean needle exchange program in the state, along with uh, defunding Planned Parenthood. So there were uh, much fewer places to actually get tested for HIV. So the guy that created that for no fucking reason, that's the guy who's going to save us from the coronavirus, apparently. Cool. Top cool. men. Top men on the job. Cool. The government incompetence here isn't just Pence, though. A new whistleblower complaint suggested that uh, the Department of Health and Human Services may have helped spread the disease while handling the quarantine. From the New York Times, the staff members were sent to Travis Air Force Base and March Air Reserve Base and were ordered to enter quarantined areas, including a hangar where coronavirus evacuees were being received. They were not provided training in safety protocols until five days later, the person said. Without proper training or equipment, some of the exposed staff members moved freely around and off the bases, with at least one person staying in a nearby hotel and leaving California on a commercial flight. Many were unaware of the need to test their temperature three times a day. Quote, I soon began to field panicked calls from my leadership team and deployed staff members expressing concerns with the lack of HHS communication and coordination. Staff being sent into quarantine areas without personal protective equipment, training, or experience in managing public health emergencies, safety protocols, and the potential danger to both themselves and members of the public they come into contact with. That's what the whistleblower wrote. Cool. Now, one of those bases where they took the people who were overseas and quarantined them, Travis Air Force Base, that's in Northern California, a little east of the Bay Area. And look, this might all just be a coincidence, but this week we got our first person here in California who tested positive for COVID-19 without having traveled to China or been in contact with any affected people. And that person lives in Northern California. I don't know what what you want us to say. How did he get sick? He ate that bat. What could it have been? Could it have been the government employees who were around a bunch of coronavirus people and then just went to hotels and got on planes and just went about their lives not having been instructed on just the most basic fucking information about this? Could that have been it? Hmm. Who's to say? Uh, Also, that person, the 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 guy in NorCal who got sick for no no reason that we can tell, uh, he also wasn't tested until several days after he requested a test. He thought he had coronavirus, and they're like, no, you don't. Wait a few days. <laughs> Finally, they did. Um, but they, they wouldn't test him at first because he didn't meet the usual criteria. So that's uh, several days where this guy may have been spreading the disease himself. Well, I might as well go to all my favorite restaurants. Yeah. And also, I'll take an Uber home. Mm-hmm. And that Uber driver will drive someone else who will go to other restaurants and then drive someone else. Isn't it we'll... great living such a connected uh, time? Yeah. Anyways, uh, at least there's a vaccine being developed, and whenever that's done, we can all take it and not have to keep worrying about this. Thank God. Except, (laughs) oh, silly America, you think the government just going to give everyone this vaccine in the interest of 
public, public health. health. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, you idiot. No. You want a vaccine? You're going to pay for that shit. And of course, it's not going to be cheap. No. I mean, what's the point of curing diseases if no one can make money off of it? Come on, ding dong. You think we pay protect up. your health for our health? Yeah. Oh, wait. Fuck. Oh, you say that if we give everyone the vaccine no. and there's no blind spots in our society, the disease has no choice but to die off. And that's much preferable to just giving it to some people. Well, also well, going back to the example I just used about like the, that guy like not being tested and like, I don't know, getting into an Uber. Uh, say that Uber driver, it's their only job. They obviously don't get sick days and they have to drive constantly in order to yeah. make a paycheck. So what are they going to do? Keep driving. Yeah, Americans, yeah. Uh, it, this just compounds so many fucking problems with American society. Yeah. Into like, it's just a, a tinderbox for a plague. Yes. People never take time off work because in a lot of jobs, you don't get, you don't get paid yeah. time off. And especially in a lot of the, the lower wage jobs, you know, uh, people that interact with the public on a daily basis, hundreds of people. Yeah. Those are the type of people who don't get sick days. Or if they do, it's like, well, you have three. Yeah. And... That's it. Yeah. Do you want to go broke? I guess you should come into work. Yeah. Talk to anyone who's worked for a long period of time in restaurants. They all have stories about people coming into work sick. Well, and then even they people absolutely should not. Even people who do get a decent amount of sick days, uh, the the way that the system works in big companies is also terrible because you don't want to use those sick days because you accrue them and yeah. you can also be paid out for them. Mm -hmm. it, it's like you come into work specifically because you're going to get paid for those sick days later because you didn't use them. Yeah. It's so fucking backwards. Uh, anyways, in the meantime, uh, <laughs> sorry, Elliot, dudes with uh, beards, better get out the uh, the razor, yeah. kiss that thing bye bye. Because according to the CDC, even if you do manage to get a hold of a decent respirator mask, you're going to have to shave. Damn it. But at least they provided this handy chart in which they show all the possible facial hairstyles and whether they're acceptable during the outbreak. Full beard? Nope. God damn it. But mustaches are fine. You're going to look great. Okay. Uh, including, uh, apparently, Hitler mustaches. Yeah, I don't know. I, thanks. Thanks for letting including that in the... Chart, CBC. Yeah. So. so anyways, brace yourselves for a fun new wave of ironic Nazism. Yeah. I'm doing this for my health. No, I don't like Hitler. I just, uh, the CDC told me this was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Get it. Anyways, yeah, this is a topic where the only laughs are going to be extremely morbid laughs. But here's a good morbid laugh out of the nation of Georgia, where local news was interviewing one of the first potential coronavirus patients there. Now, luckily, as he explained to the journalists on live TV... He got tested and everything's looking fine. He's all good. Yeah, everything's fine. It's, it's all great. Except uh, just a moment later. Perfect comedic timing. Uh, two absolutely hysterical, concerned medical personnel, they bust through a nearby door and they grab this man. And they rush him back inside. And the journalists, they're like, wait, he said he was okay. Is he okay? And they respond simply, he is not okay. It is. No. It is like straight out of like a Monty Python sketch. It is. Is, is it, listen, it is not funny, but it is fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, that video is is uh, video of the year for 2020, I believe, so far. The perfect encapsulation yeah. uh, uh, of everything that's happened this year so Next far. Next year. Everything's when, fine. No, everything's not fine. When half of us are dead and society has collapsed, we're going to look back on that video and be like, 
Man, that was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyways, on that note, this episode is sponsored by Bespoke Post. Yeah. Don't leave the house. Get stuff delivered. Yeah, it's great. Uh, This winter, start a new routine to upgrade your everyday life with a monthly box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. So whether you're looking to commemorate an occasion with a champagne saber or toast perfectly aged winter cocktails, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. There's some fun stuff in there. I got a knife. Yeah. <laughs> they that, sent me a knife. That is a knife. Yeah. It's a pretty knife, too. Yeah. I don't know if it's legal in California. It's a quite quite a big knife. I mean, but uh, and you, In your home, yeah, I think you're fine. It's a collectible. It's yeah. a collectible figurine. You're going to need that knife when the, the hordes of raiders start mm-hmm. uh, coming around. Yeah. So to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will... Help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and it's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only $45, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD for 20% off your first box. And the next uh, sponsor will... Help you ease your fears a little bit. Yeah. Help you calm down in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Because this episode is also sponsored by Feels. Uh, do you experience stress? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we think we do. Lately, uh, a Anxiety? More. Sure. Yeah. Uh, chronic pain? Uh, or do you have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You are not alone. Many of us do. Personally, after we stare at computer screens all day, writing and editing and doing all that, it's hard to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. And you need sleep. You need a good night of sleep. Yeah. Well, uh, we were able to try out Feels recently, and it has very much helped us get the quality sleep that we need. Yeah. So Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. All you do is place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. (laughs) Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There is no high, hangover, or addiction. Does taste a lot like weed though. Just, it, it, just saying. <laughs> and I love the taste yeah. of uh, marijuana, so it's, yeah. uh, it it tastes very good to me. Uh, finding your correct dose of CBD that's pretty important. Everyone's is different, so to make just make sure you start slow. They give you a nice little starter kit there. Yeah, little little different sizes yeah. to get you going. Find your dose. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers real human support with a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. So join the Feels community today to get Feels CBD delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has us feeling our best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash weird, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash weird to become a member and get 50% off automatically off your first order and free shipping. That is feels.com slash weird. Now, let's get into some of the weirdest headlines from this week, starting with... In Supreme Court dissent, Thomas cites Thomas in arguing to overturn decision authored by Thomas. Is this about net neutrality? Is this that one? No, this is like when they're... He also went back on that, too. Yeah, I don't know. I I read this article. I didn't understand what any of it was. Uh, A lot of people seem to think they're setting up some crazy precedent to take down Roe v. Wade, which Mm -hmm. would be... uh, Bad. That'd be bad, but uh, it's just a funny headline to me. Uh, uh, Sotomayor has been in the news news, uh, very frequently this week uh, because she's uh, apparently uh, a first-hand witness to the dismantling of any kind of precedents there that have been set up in previous years. Yeah, it's... uh, Supreme Court. One of the uh, one of the ideas from like 1780 that uh, hasn't aged quite well. Mm-hmm. Seems like a really weird idea. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's just make nine people with lifetime terms 
yeah. uh, in charge of uh, well, that, at the very least, it should be like it should literally be like. 50-50. Like, no matter who's who's president or anything like that, it should be... Yeah. You know. well, the solution I saw that I liked is just that every president gets to a point two. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every every four years, two justices Now, retire. don't you go dying on me. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, Lifetime term kind of fucked, though. Yeah. It's very Anyways, weird. Uh, we love, uh, you know, we love the UK, so we decided that we wanted to have a king here in America, and King Trump it was. Did it. Yeah. He did it. Prince Harry was like, I don't want to be involved with the royal family anymore. That opened up a spot. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Welcome. Male baboon escapes Australia medical facility with two wives before vasectomy, <laughs> health official says. You okay. You're not taking my balls. Me and my hose, we're going to go have one last one last go around out here in the parking lot. Yeah. I, mean, I just I can only assume that he had a cigar in his mouth and uh, like a martini glass. Hey, ladies. Ladies, they're, they're cutting off my junk. I need Time you to, go. to take my seed so there'll be more bamboos. Yeah. Bamboos, baboons. I Fuck. They got him back after like a little while. But for a little while, there were three sex-crazed baboons running around uh, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, but at this point in Australia, they're like, you read this headline, you're like, we've been through so much in the yeah. past couple of months. This is just amusing. Yeah. No, just, it's fine. The baboons are running loose. This is this is the least of our worries right now. Yeah. So You don't think we've seen some weird animals here? No. Come on. Army of 100,000 Chinese ducks ready to fight locust swarms. Mm, yeah. Those Chinese ducks have coronavirus? I don't know. Maybe. But, well, uh, how are they going to get rid of the ducks once they eat all the locusts? I don't know. Send in some, uh, well, they're sending, they're se- apparently Pakistan has, like, biblical hordes of locusts. Oh, yeah. Now. No, it's insane. Uh, I saw so, the video of a car, like, driving through a swarm. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. So China, is in the midst of everything else China's dealing with, they're like, hey, what if we sent over 100,000 of our ducks? A Chinese duck apparently can eat, like, 400 locusts a day. So you send over 100,000 of these ducks that's like 40 million locusts. I mean, a day getting devoured. In you reality, solve your problem though, in like, no time. These ducks are going to be murdered en masse as soon as they're done with the locust problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, who would, that's a well-fed duck, a well-fed Chinese duck. Mhm. Yeah, I guess I mean they live their the lives of the fullest, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah, some Peking duck. Delicious. Okay. Anyway, it might not happen, but I hope they do. I want to see those because uh, I hope they put them in the little Chinese military uniforms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope I hope when they win, when they when they win the battle against the locusts, the Chinese at least give them one of their classic military parades. Yeah. Where all the roll them out with hundred thousand ducks, the yeah. tanks, and everything. Yeah. And then the tanks roll everyone's, over the ducks. Everyone's saluting and crying. Just, yeah. Hero uh, ducks. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see it. British Columbia driver in truck with flashlights for headlights caught driving without insurance for the tenth time. Yeah, I don't Is know. Is that even street legal? No. Yeah, of course All not. of his headlights were out, so he just literally, like, ratchet-strapped some flashlights to each of the lights. <laughs> the car's all bug-eyed. What? They're lights? Yeah. He also, like, they pulled him over at first because he had just, like, an unsecured load, just, like, a bunch of shit. Maybe, like, two ratchet straps. Like, all right, we're good to go here. Yeah. Pulled over. Uh, yeah. Unsecured load. A uh, bunch of flashlights attached. And uh, also... No insurance. No, no insurance ever. Tenth time without insurance. Why, why, why did they let this guy back out on the road? I don't know. They find him, and it's just like, no, take his fucking car away. Yeah, or his license. or his, Yeah. I mean, he's going to drive illegally. The whole, like, the whole driving without insurance thing, it's never enforced. So people, so uh, uh, crazy. Didn't you get hit by a guy with Yeah, I got hit with a guy, by a guy with no fucking insurance. And I'm, it's just, it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Like, put me in a weird position, because I'm like, I fucking hate calling the cops. 
but I kind of want this person to face some uh, consequences. I didn't do it because uh-huh. I'm not a narc. Oh, yeah. But I almost was. <laughs> what? Why do you need the guy's race? Don't do this to me, please. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, don't put, you, don't put people in that position. Just yeah. get fucking audio insurance. My God. Yeah. Pillowcases full of snakes keep getting dumped outside a UK fire station. I don't know. You deal with it. Yeah. It's like, you know, people drop off... Uh, Babies? Yeah. The, <laughs> every fire station... I don't know if this is a worldwide thing, but every fire station near me has a fun little little t- tiny door. Oh, uh, no. Where <laughs> with uh, instructions in English and Spanish about it's okay to... Abandon your Just child. Slide it in. Yeah, look, it's fine. We won't look. Yeah, when I was growing up, they had uh, they didn't have the little door, but they had signs posted. It was like uh, a person hugging a baby. It was yeah, uh, indicated that you could leave a child yeah, there. Oh, mailbox where you put your baby in there. So I that, mean, what's the alternative? You're gonna dig yeah. a baby out of a river. Well, or that's something. that's the point. Yes, they, they don't want to. It's better better you just dump the baby with the fire department, let them deal with it, then throw it in the trash. I love the the idea that like the first firefighter that found this, when like, the first time it happened, he was like, oh look who what you got huge. Oh, ah! God. <laughs> it had to be snakes. Ah, God. Baby day is my favorite day of the week. <laughs> yeah. When the mothers drop, they, they dump the babies they don't want. Ah, this baby feels weird. Yeah, Ooh, that's a wiggly baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, two, two weeks in a row. Someone in the UK has dumped a... Uh, couple dozen snakes off. You, I would assume station. that the people that is, the person that is catching the snakes would know how to dispose of them or, or take care of them or something. Yeah, you you, you put a brick in a pillowcase <laughs> and you dump it off the top of a bridge. You no, tie you, it off. You send the snakes over to kill the ducks that have killed the locusts. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. And then you send wolverines to kill all the snakes. No, all you need is one mongoose. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> A single mongoose. Yeah, he's taking all has, the snakes. He has to call him out of retirement too. Yeah, you're the best we got. Come on, Ricky Ticky, <laughs> you killed that cobra so good. Yeah, now we're calling you up. Uh, well, anyway, it's uh, Ash Wednesday. Was this Wednesday? It's mm-hmm. carnival season, baby. Mm-hmm. So we got some carnival headlines. Epstein didn't kill himself. Mardi Gras float causes a stir. This one was down in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh... Really bummed liter- people out that had their tits out and everything. They're like, oh, come on, we don't want to think about that. Literally just a giant, like, cartoon-looking Epstein being physically <laughs> choked Jesus by Hillary Christ. Clinton. <laughs> well, by Hillary? Yeah, yeah. Great. Perfect. Yeah. No. Uh, people were loving it. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Mar- mm. That's what Mardi Gras is all about, Yeah, it's right? about debauchery and having a great time. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. It's the only Christian holiday where, uh, debauchery is encouraged... Because, hey, Jesus is going to rise from the dead in 40 days. We're all saved anyway. Our souls are good. I was, Let's I have was, some fun. I think it's weird. Like, it's just like Christmas where, like, people who aren't religious, like myself, I still love Christmas. Yeah. And then, like, living in L.A., you don't expect to see the ash on the forehead all over the place. It's everywhere. Yeah. I went out to a bar last night. Like, 10 people in this bar had the ash on, like... Yeah, I don't like. I don't want to be rude. Yeah, put put the ash in my. Hey, head. you got some schmutz on your face. I, I until I realized that it was Ash Wednesday. The first person I saw was like, "Should I do the Oprah thing where she licked uh, Drew Brees's uh, well, yeah. birthmark?" H- here's the thing: a lot of people who otherwise do not attend regular Catholic services do like to observe uh, basically the Catholic version of the high holidays. So they'll, mm-hmm. they'll go in for Ash Wednesday. Everybody and likes a holiday. The priest is just like, "Oh man, I'm used to like 30 people being here. Now there's like 300." And, there's, it's supposed to be a cross. It's supposed to be an yeah, ashen like, cross. And they just go, <laughs> get out of here. So it, it does here. look like someone just like wiped like motor oil on their face or something. Yeah. There's some, it's supposed to be a cross. Come on, priest. 
Is it one day out of the year? You it's Lent now. Everyone's get. Is that guy going to drink beer again? I checked his channel, and yes, he oh, is, good. He's Perfect. doing it again. Well, we'll keep you up to date. He gained all the weight back. No, <laughs> really. So he's doing it again, and this time instead of forty days, he's doing fifty days. Oh wow. Well, yep. That'll be a fun uh, yearly tradition. Yeah. Maybe maybe by the end of it, he'll just give up food year round and just only drink beer. Yeah. He'll be a real monk. What could go wrong? Sure. Holocaust-themed Spanish parade with dancing Nazis causes outrage. Yeah, so this, uh, you know, they got they got carnival all over Europe. And uh, this one, I don't know what they were going for, but, um, yeah. We were spreading awareness. Dancing Nazi people, um, a bunch of people in, like, Holocaust prisoner uniforms um, with, like, blood on it. Uh, like, the, the, the literal, like, float itself was, like... A ghetto with barbed wire around it. I don't know what they're going for here, but raising a lot of, awareness. A lot of people were upset. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. A lot of people found this to be in poor taste. <laughs> Which one's worse, the Epstein one or the Holocaust? Film? I think the Holocaust one, probably. Yeah, I think so too. So it kind of makes the Epstein one seem pale in comparison. It, it really does. Wow. What a difference five minutes can make. Yeah. Yeah. A Belgian city of Alst says anti-Semitic parade. Just fun. What is happening? Uh, a global rise in, uh, <laughs> in far-right ideology. Uh, yeah, this is another one. Uh, this one, so like the one in Spain, the city, there, everyone involved was just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was, uh, that looked, so, sorry, it looked low. good on paper? Yeah, they're like, uh, now that you pointed out, yes, this, this actually was wildly offensive, <laughs> and, and we are sorry. Yeah. But this one in Belgium, they're just like, hey, you don't like it, fuck you. Hey, we're having fun here. Close your shutters. Yeah, they had a, a bunch of people dressed like um, Orthodox Jews with those big black, like, hockey puck hats. Oh, who's uh, racist hell? now? <laughs> the, big, uh, the big hat. Hasidics? Uh, I, it's a specific, like, I, strain. I don't know. But uh, they had those people, but with uh, insect legs, like, attached oh. to their bodies, like, as if they're, like, oh my God. or cockroaches. And also, like... Big oh my gosh! Pinocchio noses, and they didn't get. They were like, "Yeah, fuck you. We're doing." Yeah, it. they did. They were unapologetic. Jesus Christ! Yeah, this is also like a city in Belgium that like wants to secede from uh, the rest of Belgium. So I don't know. We need uh, to send the coronavirus people there to cough on everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not, but well, uh, they do. They, they do need to learn some sort of lesson. Yeah. Uh, here's one for me. Okay, boomers. A bachelor for seniors is headed to ABC. I might actually watch this one. Yeah, I saw the commercial and I was like, I was like, what? (laughs) Like the whole point of The Bachelor being entertaining is getting young and gullible people to do stupid things on camera. Oh, but you forget boomers are the most gullible people on earth. True. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it being entertaining. I don't think it would be as entertaining as dumb young people like thinking that they're going to either A, fall in love or B, do outrageous things in order to get more camera time and become famous. So I, I don't know. I'm very like, intrigued. I feel like all the people that would sign up for a boomer bachelor are the same types of people who get like catfished or yeah. like taken advantage of by like mail order brides and stuff. Perfect candidates for entertaining bachelors. All stuff. of the women are going to be like old, weathered white women from Florida that like yeah. have cigarette voice. Exactly. Hey, sweetheart. Yeah, it's going to be great. Let's go out on the boat. And then afterwards, we can go to the tiki lounge. Yeah. Uh, but uh, having all said all that, my kids don't talk to me ever since I got into QAnon. <laughs> oh my god, I got a lot of crazy views. You want to hear them? Yeah. Uh, this season of The Bachelor sucks. Still, by the way, that's what I hear. It's Women Tell All next week, though. Very oh. excited for it to oh. hear the, uh, the stuff. But one of uh, so the final three, one of them's a virgin, 
And she's like, if you if you want to marry me, don't fuck the other girls. And the other girls are like, fuck that. I'm fucking this dude. So there's yeah. a big fight. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, we'll, okay. I'll, we'll see how it all pans out. But it's literally the worst uh, season of The Bachelor so far. Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh, too bad. Yeah. Woman accused of calling 911 after parents cut off cell phone. This is a 36-year-old adult woman. She uh, her Too parents, old for Bachelor, too young for Boomer Bachelor. Yeah. Her parents stopped paying that phone bill, and she felt the urge to uh, multiple times call 911 and say, there's got to be a crime here. Come on, you got to do something about this. <laughs> Cell phone coverage is a human right. Yeah. Uh, well, time to grow up. Yeah. Time to probably. grow up. Does she still live with her parents? I would assume so. Yeah. Or they're paying her rent. And they're like, listen, we got to... Stock market's not doing too good. We're going to have to cut back a little bit. And the first thing to go is your cell phone. We're, we're still going to pay your rent. Yeah. Buy your groceries. But the cell phone's going to get shut off. Oh, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, mom. How could you do this to your own child? Surfer fought off great white shark by punching it and telling it to fuck off. This is in New Zealand. So it's like, fuck off. Fuck off, mate. Hey, fuck off, shark. Was this like a Dane Cook joke? I don't know. Was it? I think, I think there's a Dane Cook joke. I punched the shark in the face. Yeah. Or however he fucking delivers his joke. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever drive around the gallery? <laughs> yeah. I, it, it does sound familiar. Yeah. I haven't listened to Dane Cook in a Punch while. A shark in the face. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Gets the college kids going. Get the microphone. <laughs> Actually, a tragic story about Dane Cook is uh, his parents both died within like weeks of each other and his yeah. brother stole all his money. Yeah, yeah, but now he dates like 18-year-olds. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we went, we, I saw him like a couple years ago. He asked my girlfriend for Xbox name. Fucking yeah. creep. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, some, someone surfing in New Zealand punched a shark in the face, and it worked, and they lived. So. Well, there you go. Now, uh, there you, now go. you have uh, a little tip for when mm-hmm. you're swimming anywhere. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Lent, again, uh, Pope to Catholics. For Lent, give up trolling. It's a good, uh, good tip. I'm not going to do it, but uh, thanks, Pope. It's yeah. that counts. Yeah, he's trying. A lot of people are theorizing that uh, he's only doing this because he gets trolled. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of people say mean things about him on the internet. Mm-hmm. So he wants, he's just, this, this is all self out of, out of self-interest. Ever since he knocked that woman's hand away, he's been getting mocked online and he's sick of it. Hey, the Pope did nothing wrong in that specific instance. Also, this might be fake news. I only saw the headline. I swear it might be fake news, but apparently like the Pope was meeting with sick people and now people are worried that he might have the coronavirus. Heavy is the head that wears uh, the crown. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyways, final headline. If you drive an expensive car, you're probably a jerk, scientists say. Well, living in the area that we live in, I can confirm that oh, this is true. Yes. Anyone that drives a BMW or a Mercedes in Los Angeles is a fucking asshole. Yeah. So the way they tested this, uh, I can't remember where they did it, but they, they had people just basically use the crosswalk you know, all day long yeah. and see like which cars would stop appropriately, which cars would go into the fucking crosswalk, which cars would just ignore the pedestrians. And they found like a strong correlation. They're like for every thousand dollars of price in your car, the likelihood of you uh, being a dick to pedestrians goes up by 3%. Yeah. Because you think you're better than them. Yeah. It's literally like a status symbol where you you do think you have higher status well, than other people. Specifically here in LA, you can identify the, te- the worst drivers possible because they only have dealer tags. Yep. No actual tags. But luckily, yeah, that they, has already started to change. We voted a thing into law. Yeah, now it's uh, a paper license plate. Yes, you have to have that, which is, I don't think it's fully rolled out yet, but I, it's, it's getting there. Yeah. Uh, so that is good because those people are jerks. 
Yeah. Big jerks. Big jerks. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, if you're a member of the Patreon or a YouTube member, please check out this week's exclusive podcast. Uh, you can check your your posts there. You know where to find them. But we talk about uh, uh, a fun little adventure we had in the, the Northeast United States a bunch of years ago when we were filming a reality show for Machinima and how it was the worst thing on Earth. Yeah, even worse than this season of The Bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also recent episodes about... Uh, News Dump has uh, Indiana Jones, and then we read all of the FCC complaints from the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. And then uh, Tech News Day. Yep. There you go. Check it all out if you haven't already. I'll see you at PAX, but... I, he I, will. I, I, won't, I won't be on the show floor as much as I can stay away from it, I will stay away. But I'll be in Boston. So. Put a jug on your head. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the uh, plague mask with the giant nose. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye.